you you own everything you do, right? Is that a yeah. big part? Is that your a big part of dealing with what happened? Like definitely, I guess for me, it's taking ownership of the, the things I did and yeah. saying, yeah, I did this, yeah, I did that. I shouldn't have done that to the guards, mm. but also taking control and knowing that, yeah, I did that, but it doesn't give a right for fucking 120 kilo. Yeah. fully grown male to fucking bash the fuck out of me as a 12 year old kid because I said that and always that's the main thing that I'll be telling my kids to grow if they fuck up take ownership for it mm. no I do know now as an adult that it was based on my trauma my mental health my behavioural problems that I didn't know now but looking yeah. back at it was because of that the way I was acting so yeah, I don't yeah. excuse but I also don't excuse their behaviour All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Search. Welcome back. Today's guest was thrust into the spotlight at just 18 years old when footage of him at 16 being restrained in a spit hood and assaulted by correctional officers at Dondale Youth Detention Center appeared in the media, leading to a royal commission into juvenile detention. Since then, he's been on a journey of reflection and growth and through activism and now music, he's making big strides in his mission to show the world that he's more than just a boy in the hood. It's an honor to have this young man on the show. Welcome to the search, Dylan Voller. Doing that, like? Nah, thanks for having me, bro. Yeah, good, brother. Good, 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 good. Nice, brother. Um, Bruh, I remember saying this on the, on the news, bruh. Yeah. I remember saying that. How many years ago did this come on the news? Came out about six years ago, I think. About six years yeah, ago. about six years ago. Bruh, I remember this. I was in AJ then. I just remember, like... Young fellas, so it was you. Yeah, it was me and a few. And what the fellas. the juvie Uskrays were like, what, what happened, bro? Power, like, excuse me, just all run down. Power trip and bullies, that's how I put yeah, it down. But they're weak. I can read it from here. Yeah. I can sit there and go, they done this, they done that. But, like, explain it, you know what I mean? They had a big crew of them. The yeah. boss at the time was the referee, was their big trainer, referee. And, and they're all the youth workers. He, had a whole, he went and hired a whole group of them, just little mus- muscled out fighters to come in and do that job because he thought that physical violence against young people was the way to go oh yeah where if you put out no matter how angry i'll admit i could skits out sometimes i wouldn't but that was the that was the inner scared kid i wasn't yeah. like I, I grew up obviously you've had a lot of followers on these podcasts and that they're a lot harder made for the streets i'll admit i'm not one of those kids that was made for the streets yo, i just happened yo, yo. i just happened to fall to that fall to the streets to look for the protection look for the big bro. brother figs, yeah. look for the father figure that i never had Things going f- on inside. Yeah, just trying to look for a family out. that I never had. And I guess I got lost trying to, I got lost to who I am, trying to find something that I'm not. So what's, when, when did you first go to juvie? I was first in the juvenile detention at 11 years old. And, and this all happened where? Like, where did you grow um, up? So I was, originally I was born in Adelaide. I'm not a dirty man. Yep. But my mum was adopted, so I haven't really gotten to meet all that side of the family. Yep, yep. Um, my mum was a bad alcoholic at a young age. I was sexually assaulted within the home. In your adopted home? No, yeah, my mum, in my mum, or in our household, oh, my mum's household. Yep, yep. Um, and then from there, I guess, not really knowing how to deal with that sort of stuff at a young age, not even knowing what really was going on. And then realising my mum was an alcoholic at the time, drank a lot, was going to school. She was never really violent and stuff towards us, but just drinking and watching yeah, her actions yeah. is where I kind of learnt my actions from. Yep. Seeing her have interactions with the police, seeing her... Drinking a lot, seeing yeah. this, you know, being 10 years old and seeing a fully grown man come to the house and beat her with a baseball bat in front yeah. of my eyes. I was that scared little boy that could just stand there and watch, really. Couldn't yeah, really do yeah, nothing. Yeah, but yeah. So I guess I, all that sort of trauma built up, you know. All this happened in Adelaide, sorry? No, nah, this... After started, Adelaide? Yeah, yeah, after Adelaide. She started drinking. We ended up moving while she was 
in trouble with housing and I think welfare, from what I was told, welfare was on her back about us kids. So she packed up and made us all leave, to Adela uh, leave Adelaide to Alice Springs. Which, to Alice Springs? Yeah, which oh, really yeah. we didn't want to. We didn't How old were you when you got there, bro? I would have been about seven. Seven? Maybe eight. And when around. you lived in Adelaide, you lived like around the, the, the town? Yeah, and... Uh, and you moved in Alice yeah, Springs, you'd have been spinning out, Yeah, bro. when I was in Adelaide, my great uncle and my great aunt, they were the closest to me. That's who I love staying with. They used to spoil me and look after me. Yeah. And I guess I tried that, but with my behaviour, they were old, you know, so with my behaviour issues and shit like that, sometimes it would, they just couldn't handle it. And yeah, that's fair yeah. enough on them, I don't blame them. Yeah. So my mum did what most most black fellas do when mm. we're scared we run we yeah, yeah, try yeah. and run from us she tried running from her problems yeah. she took him to Alice springs but she might have been running from her problems but that ended up pushing problems onto us having yeah. no one and i started going out of welfare so it was just using Alice springs yeah it was you just me like and my siblings? sister yeah, yeah me and my big sister and my mum and yeah, at the yeah. time me and my big sister was unbreakable i'd go to my sister when i that was to be honest my sister was like my big brother i'd look to her to protect me when i was a little kid they used to yeah, look up yeah. to her and then she um, on 15, you know, she started going out in the streets and stuff like that. She ended up pregnant. Mm. I guess that's when I kind of lost myself is when I lost my sister in a way. I kind of yeah. lost myself and I was out on the streets. wasn't doing, like, you know, I've never broke into a house in my life. Yeah. And I'm just not because I'm scared of someone catching me in the house, but because I'm scared of going in and doing what's happened to me. I'm, I don't want to scare another little kid. Yeah. I don't like yeah. that shit. Yeah. So it's more of, that's just that. Don't get me wrong. I've stood on the corner and waited for the older boys to come out and jumped in. And I've always been the driver ever since I was a little kid. You know, mm -hmm. I've always been the driver. The ten years old driving all the older boys around and stolen whips, but I just couldn't go into a house. I couldn't do that sort of shit. So it started off with going out with the older boys and doing that sort of shit. My first ever charge was actually I broke my mum's window. She called the police on me. Yeah. She thought welfare parent from what she says welfare told her the only way I'd get help is if she rang the police and did something. <laughs> and that was the worst thing she did. I went to, the, I went into the juvie. Yeah, and I've been the same. When since. was that? Ten, eleven. I was eleven years old. Eleven yeah. years old, in juvie. So juvie in um, no, Alice Springs. Sorry, that's yeah. Dondale. No, that's what they back then they used to call it Arundel House. It was just a holding center. Oh really? Just, yeah. So you used to go in there if you get more than three days, you get shipped and shaped straight up to Down, and then that's where they had Dondale. Oh, it so wasn't da too Dondale's in Darwin. Yeah, in Darwin. and that's like. Six, seven, fifteen hundred kilometers. Fifteen hundred yeah, kilometers. kilometers from Alice Springs. So that's so far, right? It's further than Sydney to Alice Springs. What the fuck? Yeah, no, I didn't think it was that. Yeah, so they're shipping you to a different world. Yeah, pretty much. And for when you and when that, that's part that would be the bigger part of the punishment as a kid. It's not so much being in the cells. Yeah. It's getting sent so far away I put from it this everyone. Way. When I go to jail now, I prefer to be in my cell twenty four seven. I don't yeah. like coming. Out. I don't like coming out of that cell because I know every day being out of that cell. Yeah gives the guards another opportunity to set you up, whether it's putting you in with fellas that they're gonna pay to bash you, yeah. or whether it's so they can write all these fake reports to put into court to make when you go sentencing to fuck yeah, you up. Yeah, yeah. When I go to jail now, I dodge, just tell them, eh? leave me in myself. Yeah, there's there's a lot to I don't like coming out. Yeah. So when, was, so when was the first time you went up to Dondale? That would have been when I was either 11 or 12, because the first time I only went in for three days, Yeah. I was in that welfare, older old boys introduced me to like weed, shit yeah, like yeah, that. Back yeah. in Alice Springs, it wasn't really, you know, like I've listened to your story and fellas like Keenan and other yeah. fellas where they're around here, they were surrounded by heroin and yeah, ice and yeah. stuff. Alice Springs was, really wasn't really that, that bad for yeah. that back then, you know. It's only just started making its way there. Oh, so no I didn't way. experience with heavy yeah. drugs until I was 16. I was just back then just smoking weed. To be honest, I didn't even like drink. I used to be that little kid that just wanted to fit in with people. I used to pretend yeah. to sit there and drink and pretend to get drunk just so yeah, I could yeah, fit in yeah. with the older boys, just so I could be a part of a, you know, a family, a little clique, yeah, a little group. Yeah. 
and I guess that fucked me long run. <laughs> looking at it, then I don't even know why the fuck I did that shit because it's gotten me to where the point yeah. where I am now. So, uh, when you went to Dondale, where yeah. these initial things happen, was it always the way? See, uh, like, see how you already explained how matey that ran it, whatever, got all these heroes come in, roughies up, bashes yeah. and that. Was it always like that since you were Don't, a kid? Or did yeah, it, well, it was like that since the first time I went in. Like the first time I went in, I, I'm not going to lie, I wasn't a perfect little kid. I had anger problems. I used to skid out, say things that I regret now and know that it was bad saying it. Like, mm. I used to tell guys, I'm going to fuck their kids and shit like that. Obviously, I was their age. I wasn't some... I would have followed yeah. shit like that. And I know that I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. But I was, an ang- I was an angry little kid that had shit done to him and wasn't being able to direct it in a positive way or even yeah, talk yeah. to counselling. Wasn't getting psychiatrists or psychologists shit like that. Yeah. Was only getting psychiatrists. Only time psychiatrists or psychologists would see you was to write a report to when you go on a sentence so they can give yeah, to the yeah. judge to make you look stupid and get you a longer time. Yeah. And I can see you as a 24-year-old adult now that say that what I, some of the shit that I said or even spitting on some of the officers I shouldn't have done. I don't regret spitting on the officers, don't get me wrong, because that was my way. <laughs> don't get me wrong. That was my way of self-defense. Wouldn't, I wouldn't just oh, be standing incredible. there. I wouldn't yeah. just be standing there having a conversation yeah. and spitting in your face. Yeah. It'd be after being restrained or bashed and when yeah, they try yeah. and push off you to run out the cell, I'd jump no, up and I'd, I'm I'd spit on I'm laughing because I completely agree. With but it, yeah, yeah. it is what it is. Uh, yeah. I regret it's some of it. Some juvie, of it, it, wasn't just, it wasn't just having a conversation yeah. spitting in your face. It was... After they rough you up and they go to try and jump up, you know, they do that little cheeky push you into the ground and try and run out. I used to just be that quick off my feet and get up and when they're closing the door and spit straight on them. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Did, did what I did and I did my time for it. I used to go to court, play guilty, and I'd get more time in jail for it. Mm. So, like, bro, like, you a living like that, you a... Was that type of stuff that happened, bro? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, like, yeah. learn for myself too. What come out, like, what the video footage... What specifically was it footage of? Like, what, what had happened then? Well, it started off when I was 12 years old. I think some of the... To be honest, the video footage that really shocked the nation yeah. was me in a restraint chair. It's like they'd never seen something like that happen in Australia before. What people really don't know is that video footage that came out of me when I was 16 years old. Yeah. I was put in a restraint chair my first time when I was 12 years old in Alice Springs Police Station, but there's no video footage of that. Oh, That'd so be this record. is like... You've that been wasn't in, even the first time. You've been time. in plenty. That, wasn't sec- you, that was the second time. Before, the first yeah. time they put me in my jocks in the middle of the police station in front of everyone when I was 12 years old. Oh, that's and then sad. the second time was when I was in the Alice Springs prison and they try and blame it because I was self-harming. It wasn't because I was self-harming. So they put you in a restraint chair and, and what? And like, so you'd already know, obviously, what the yep. at-risk procedure is. When someone threatens suicide, they put you in with the in the safe cell yep. with the with the non-rippable mattress. Non- yeah, I was already yeah, on that. In there, so yeah. I was already on that with, on with, that. The no, with the non-rip sheets and shit. Yep. And I just kept kicking the doors and kicking their office window because they had me in the cell. And I yep. was just angry. Fucking, yeah, what yeah. else could I do? I was sitting in there angry. And that was their way to punish me. They'd yeah. go, fuck it. They would keep kicking that thing, keep annoying us. Yeah, yeah. So they come in, they put the hands through the thing. I put my hands through the thing, and like they do, the handcuff, put the pole through. Yeah. They brought the restraint chair, and I was thinking, fuck, I haven't been in this for a while. The first time I was only in there for like 15, 20 minutes as a little kid to try and yeah. calm me down, whatever they did. But then this time, fuck, man, it felt like it was. I was in there for 24 hours. It was about two and a half to three hours. But they'd turn the in camera. In a restraint chair. Yeah, in a restraint chair. They'd, they'd that's had, 16. So this is happening in juvie or? So I was, that's, that's the thing. So at the time, restraint chairs weren't legalized for kids. Yeah. And they had me over in an adult prison. Yeah. So they automatically must have thought they can use adult tech, yeah, techniques yeah. On, a, on a minor. So they chucked me in a restraint chair with a spittle over my face. But obviously, as someone that's been in jail, you probably had a spittle on yourself before or even seen I haven't. them. I've seen them. But you'd know that the black part is supposed to go around your 
mouth so you can't yep. spit. Yep, yep. Well, that's not weird. If they were worried about them getting spit on, they would have had it on probably if people go back and look at it. They actually had the elastic pulled down so the tight part was around my neck and oh, the no mesh, way. I could still spit through the mesh if I wanted to spit yeah, on yeah. So, so it's just wrapped around your throat. Yeah, yeah pretty yeah. much. They just had Fuck. the tight part no. around down around my throat yeah, and yeah, the yeah. mesh, I could still spit on them if so I really they're wanted just, to. Pretty much what you're explaining, bro, is they're just torturing yeah, you. Yeah, it's just tactics. It's just torture. Yeah, it's just tactics yeah. for them to get back or punish you, us. You were not, at no risk for yourself. Yeah. They were just annoyed because you are being loud and carrying yeah. on. They didn't care about you spitting on them. They, they just really want to put on their discomfort and trying to like semi-strangle you. It's just a punishment straight yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. Fucking hell, lad. So I think, they were, to be honest, most of those guys that ended up becoming boxers and doing that to us, yep. I pretty much put it straight out. They probably bullied, bullied as kids or yeah, yeah. didn't fit in themselves. So they're going to come and take it out on younger kids or they used to be their little... Well, something makes them feel like it's all right to do that to kids, yeah. whatever it is in their past. Yeah. But it takes a special type of person to feel like that's all right to do to a, a mm. kid. Yeah. Like straight out, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And me even saying that as somebody who's had a violent past and a criminal past, mm. like for me to go to a 14, 15-year-old kid and yeah. abuse a 14, 15-year-old yeah. kid as a man that looks like me, yeah. well, it's it hard to imagine. I'll like, put it this way. If a 12-year-old kid or 13-year-old kid come up to me saying he's going to fucking kids or fuck my mum or trying to swing at me, yeah. I'd turn around and ask the little kid if anything's hard and see if he's alright. No, yeah, try yeah. and have a yarn with him. I wouldn't let that get it get to me. I wouldn't even let yeah. a 25-year-old... Or have a yarn with his dad. I, I wouldn't even let a 25-year-old yeah. male get yeah, to my head yeah. that much. Um, if, they, if it's an adult, yeah, they're yeah. going to crack it or not. So, but, bro, like, so, this, so this stuff happened when you're 16? Yeah. And how did it come to the point where it come out? So like, was that what you you like uh, told someone? And yeah, well, um, some process. Me and a few of my other brothers, yeah. shout out to Ethan Austral and Josiah and Cyrus. They actually still locked up in um, down prison at the moment. That's it. Yeah, yep. they're talented two young kids. It was me, them two boys, and a couple of other brothers. One passed away, and a couple of others that were the most targeted was like a group of boys that we just fought back against them, no matter mm -hmm. what. You no, know, we just wouldn't let them stand over us as much as they would. They, we just wouldn't we were just a group of other boys that would smash the units up we jumped in riots we fought back against them no matter how much they tried breaking us and them two boys are some big units so they yeah. used to the guys used to oh, the big shit followers. themselves yeah, yeah, yeah. Ethan and just yeah, yeah. some big boys and I guess they're a bit younger than me and we were all down the back after they escaped one night because yeah they escaped so what happened was the night of the tear gassing because we all got tear gassed we was in a small like the cells Worst, so the boys that come out of Long Bay and all these shows, they say these units that they seen of us in there oh, yeah. was worse than the isolation units there. That's, uh, They're like yeah. three steps long and no two way. and a half steps wide, including the toilet. And it's a hallway with no fan, no natural light, no natural window, just what the just like lights, yeah, bright yeah, lights yeah, yeah, in yeah, your yeah, cell, yeah. and then light they turn they either turn them off or on. And once they're on, sounds like a little storage unit. Uh, no fans, no aircons, no nothing. So when it's hot, you're hot, and when you're cold, you're cold. Yeah, yeah. So you know, we just got sick of it. And then, so what happened was, them boys they were in low security one night, and it's silly they are. There was a gym at the time, and they broke the roller doors open, and yeah. I wasn't involved in it. They grabbed the weight poles, jammed it in the fence, climbed up, yeah. and Ethan, the bigger boy, let all the boys climb up off his shoulders, jump on the top of the roof, and the jump roof. over, and he pulled himself up, and they escaped. Oh, yeah. Anyway, they got caught. 
Yep. One at a time, like one cup day later, cup week later, and then. Oh, but they they made they made the break. They for, got yeah, out. Yeah. They, oh, Ethan man. and Josiah they escaped yeah. from Don Dale about four times. Oh, really? That's how <laughs> shit. They, the, the adult prison. Yeah. They skipped the right. You know the raids of wire raids fence of wire, that goes yeah. like that. Yeah. I've never seen the adult or anyone even attempted. These boys skipped the old. Oh, they're adult. breaking out of the. Yeah, adult. this was in our second right. Yeah. When they moved us from Don Dale. And we smashed because we smashed it up after their tea gas. Not we, technically, the other boys did. Yeah. The ones that were involved in the right. I wasn't involved in the right. Yeah. I got chucked down the back one morning because when I was in Donda, they used to refuse my education, so I wasn't allowed to go to school even in juvie. Yeah, yeah. So I went, one morning they brought me my breakfast and said I had to eat it in the room. I cracked the shits. I threw the baked beans at the wall and told them to get fucked. Mm. They came back and dragged me down the back and put me down there. And I was down, I was down there for four days without coming out for a shower or nothing. Mm-hmm. And all the boys, they had already been down there for a couple of extra days before me because they escaped. And then we got sick of it. And one of the boys, the younger boy at the time, 14 years old, and a couple of other boys smashed themselves yeah, up, yeah. ripped their things open. And Ben Keller, the boxer, one that I was talking about before, who tried coming in my cell just a couple of days before the tear gassing incident, he threw a pair at me through the, through the mesh cage and then tried coming in. Or he walked to the end and wet the paper towel and tried throwing it at the um, camera, but it kept falling down. And then Conan Zamolo, who's the guy that came out in the Royal Commission, because they ended up, because um, they used to do shit like film boys in the showers, film us getting bashed in the showers, trying to get other boys to bash us. Film used to make us eat dog shit, bird shit, whatever the fuck they wanted to make us eat and say, otherwise you're not getting your dinner, or I'll give you a chocolate if you do that, or this, that. Well, they actually went and raided Conan Zamolo's phone and found all these videos on his Snapchat videos asking young boys to suck it. Which one of you boys want to suck my dick? Which one of you boys want to suck my dick? To young indigenous kids that come from communities that only just learn English for starters, some of them. And he goes and lets one young fella out in the middle of the night to go to the toilet, walks into the toilet, and as he's doing a piss, he's saying, what you, walking up with his Snapchat, what you doing, you dog? What you doing, you dog? Yeah, and the other one was of him encouraging kids to eat bird shit. Yeah, yeah, and in yeah. the Royal Commission, he says um, the reason why he asked the kids to suck his dick is because he had a good good relationship with the young kids and this and that, and he was having a joke. So all this stuff that you just said is stuff that's already come out and been it's, proved in a court. Yeah, it came out in the Royal oh, Com- yeah, Northern yeah. Territory Royal Commission, yeah. but that's what I don't get. But, but let, me get, let me get back to that question I asked you about. Like, how, how did it come about, like, getting out by, like... So we were down the back. This was um, just not long before getting tear gassed. And a mad lawyer named Jared Sharp, who was working for the Northern Territory Aboriginal Legal System, uh, yeah, Naja, Northern, Northern Territory Aboriginal Justice Agency yeah, at yeah, the time, yeah. they were getting a tour around the juvie, and they were in the rec room, were just up, and they could hear us yelling out. Yeah. So they've, Jared's actually asked him, "Can you take us down there and have a look?" Yeah. And he went around, had a look, and it was all us boys saying, "Help us, no, help us, please! They keep leaving us down here. They wouldn't give us water." Yeah. I went three days once without water or anything. They used to, guys used to come to the front door, yeah, you want water and tip it at the front. Yeah. And be smart and give the people next to us water and walk off. Mm. So they seen what was going on and went and did a few investigations and he managed to get some, hold of some footage of me and that. And then really? a couple of years later down so the track, yeah, like a yeah. year or two later down the track, I had uh, Four Corners con- and some lawyers contact us about, yeah, yeah. about taking some, um, like, a lawsuit and stuff yeah, like that yeah, yeah. and then had four doing corners from abc at the time i thought that you know they were just doing it to help us and shit like that but you know coming to it now i've realized that mainstream media like abc were only interested in it because they thought it was going to do something for them yeah. so they come and got the video footage 
I signed off, yeah, I let them use it as long as they blur out my private parts because there's videos of me getting choked up against the wall and being stripped naked. Yeah, yeah. You know, shit like that. That ended up coming out on Four Corners. I was watching it that night. I was in adult prison at the time up in Darwin. Yeah. I was an adult. And I was sitting there watching my celly. I was sitting there with my celly and I was telling him, this is a show tonight. Look, they're getting... I didn't, I've never seen the video footage or anything before yeah. this time myself. But they told you that it's going to be coming on soon and you're yeah, waiting for it. Yeah, but I didn't that. know exactly what it was, yeah. what videos. And before you know it, I was sitting there watching myself up against the wall, being stripped naked, seeing myself crying, seeing yeah. myself. And I guess I got a shock that same night. I tried hurting myself and ended, I ended up at, at risk in the adult prison. And then the next morning, they wouldn't turn my TV on. Yeah. And I was saying to them, why won't you come? I just want to watch TV until I see the mental health, you know, let me watch TV. And they're saying, why, you can't? And I said, why? And they was like, oh, what did you come down here for? And I said, because I was feeling upset because I had to watch myself being fucking bashed and stripped naked. Yeah. And they said, yeah, well, you won't want to turn the TV on. I said, just let me turn the TV on. I turned the TV on and it was on literally every... Oh, no every, way. Every station, every station, yeah, ABC, Sunrise. Because the next day, the Prime Minister came so out. It's become and a big a, outrage. Yeah, the next day, the Prime Minister came out and ordered a Royal Commission into the Northern Territory Juvenile Justice System. The that's day out, it. it was the quickest ever Royal Commission that's that been ordered. from that footage, yeah. bro. It was that bad, bro, yeah. Yeah, like, I remember it, bro. I remember, and see how you said, like, it went all over every channel? Yeah. That's how I remember it. Yeah, I remember, like, just vaguely watching the news one morning and then just seeing that, and it was just everywhere, bro. And, it, like, it was for a while. Mm. Yeah, yeah so it went pretty, pretty crazy. I guess. And how did how did you like how did that change your life, bro? Like, did people did everyone start reaching out to you? I bet you had. I yeah. could imagine, bro. Like, if that happened and you're sitting in jail, all of a sudden you'll have all these people visiting yeah. you. Like, I mean, like, I don't mean like friends and that. I yeah. mean, you know, like helping people. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. In a way, it was it was a good thing. It was a bad thing. Like the media that came with it and yeah. all the. I guess shit that I got forced to believe that I had to do, that I owed this, that, all these organisations that wanted to grab me and knew that I was going to benefit me because it was one of the biggest stories in Australia, yeah. even around the world at the time. It was around the world. When I was in jail still, if I still had a big, I got a big bag of letters. I was getting letters from people in the States, people in New Zealand, people in Ireland, people in Canada, America. Just random, just random just people, random people, random sending, people me that sending me messages, like letters into the jail, yeah. even putting money on my spends because... I had no money. I'm yeah, gonna say yeah, that. Yeah. I was thankful. You didn't buy up money. Yeah, you? I was thankful. <laughs> my family didn't put money in for me, yeah, so yeah. for me that was a, that was the bonus. But yeah, yeah. actually, genuine, main, more older people, more, and even the amount of non-indigenous people yeah. that gave a fuck that there's a young indigenous boy somewhere in Australia going through that shit. Yeah. I got well, all these really letters do, from really do care, like all these letters just yeah. saying that they seen what happened and that they were sad and they yeah. were shocked and offering support and this and that. I literally ended up with about three to four hundred letters yeah. from all over the world, from the States to Ireland to New Zealand, from yeah, Canada, yeah. from places that I've never even heard of before. Yeah. And to have that support then is what kind of... And what, what, like, what responsibilities did you have at that time? Like, obviously, you being the person in the footage and the person mm. that it's all about, I presume that a lot of people... That you would have had some responsibility to either be making like showing up somewhere yeah. and like did you be part of the royal commission were yeah you? so i was actually still in custody when the royal commission happened i had to give evidence i got from actually, video link no nah, i got taken into got the taken, courts from yeah. the same officers that actually bashed me oh that's so i got taken into the into the royal commission and gave my evidence while they were sitting right next to me and i just at that point in time obviously there was a bit of me that said nah i shouldn't be talking about these guys because you got the whole snitching thing yeah, in the street yeah. and then i was thinking nah fuck that no, 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 there's a difference snitching, between yeah, snitching yeah. and fucking yeah, yeah. doing what's right and stopping these
from doing what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. And I just didn't really give a fuck. So I gave my evidence and went yeah. back and I was cop obviously copping shit from the guards. Yeah. That, you know, they was trying to get some of the boys in adult prison to bash me and they all turned around and told them to get fucked, you know, because yeah. all the boys, everyone knows that when you're from the streets and you grew up in that sort of lifestyle, everyone knows that they still got the real the real ones. They yeah. got morals, you know, bash kids, you know, women involved, yeah. you know. This, you know, everyone knows that there's morals of this. A lot of them fellas was turning around and actually wanted to go off at the offices. Yeah, yeah. But me back then, I'd say, nah, nah, nah. I was just trying to get my parole and get the fuck out of there. Yeah, yeah. Parole kept knocking me back for unnecessary reasons, saying that this and that. I couldn't so get... a little shit. Yeah, like, so yeah. the prison, they wouldn't let me out of maximum or medium. They yeah. wouldn't let me get low security. I would never escape nothing. Yeah. They just wouldn't. They didn't want me to have those benefits. So even no matter how well I behaved, I wouldn't get it. So they kept knocking yeah. me back. So my lawyers thought, fuck it. I was all over there. Media, there was protests. I think the Sydney protest got up to ten to fifteen thousand people. And protests full for shut down. Yeah, I think there was ten thousand oh, people. Set, all saying freedom of Allah, and I was watching this shit on the news. Bad old country yelling your yeah, name, that's, lad. That's actually what that's <laughs> actually what gave me hope to want to get out yeah. and to try and do the better thing. Because I seen my whole life, I thought no one gave a oh, fuck about it, me. You know? Really, bro. So I like seeing all of that, all of um people caring yeah. just knowing that people care made you want to get out and yeah. stop all of it yeah being a young kid I always yeah. thought no one gave a fuck about me I'd never be you know when you come from a jail environment yeah. that's what people make you feel that's what the guards make you feel is that when you get out you're going to be nothing you're going to be back in here within the next six weeks or yeah, two weeks yeah, yeah. and my whole life that's how I was I was out back in three weeks or three yeah. months or four months later and you know my first I got my first nothing sentence to get out too, eh? yeah I got my first sentence like proper sentence that about 12 years old and I cop yeah. two years yeah, yeah, for yeah. jumping in the back of stolen cars and breaches of bail and shit like yeah, that yeah, yeah, no yeah. serious offences and I mean you look around these days you're seeing rapists and pedophiles they're not even getting jail time Yeah, yeah. but yeah you can put a 12 year old kid behind bars for jumping in a stolen car yeah but so like so what what happened with the Royal Commission yeah what what was the outcomes of it recommendations what uh, do they rec- do with the it? same thing that happened with the with the Royal Commission into Black Deaths in Custody. Yep. A whole bunch of recommendations and fuck all done about it. Seven, well, I think it was 50 something to $70 million they spent on that Royal Commission. Yeah. Not one guard was charged, although the evidence is there to show them. No one got charged. Doing. Not one guy got charged. The recommendations were that they got charged, but the prosecution didn't want to, or DPP and all those people didn't want to charge the guards. So the man who in the Royal Commission, yeah. got, like I'm saying it, what yeah. you said, um, who had videos in, in his phone of yeah. him asking little kids to suck his dick. Yeah, he wasn't charged. He didn't get charged. He didn't get charged. The same, the guy that, the guy that um, come up, I can say his name because it's all truth, Derek yeah. Taske, he grabbed me when I was 12 years old up against the throat and put me up against the wall and put me down on the ground and stripped me naked. On that one, back when it actually happened, the police charged him. They, the, thing, the judge let him off and said that because I've, Apparently spat on him previously, not at this time. Apparently, I literally, in his words, was I deserved what I got. Got off, and the DPP. So because you spat on him a different day. Yeah. So he. You, I've got cleared of it just because I had a previous. Just because I had a previous history of apparently spitting on guards. He pretty so much, it's sweet four or five days yeah. later to come and choke you. Yeah. And then, oh so God. the police were actually. It's just funny, lad. Like, in that case, the police were actually not happy that that or with the outcome of that case. And they actually appealed it to the Supreme Court. And they oh, made so me, even the police wanted to yeah, charge. Yeah, I actually had to. I actually had to come back because I was in Adelaide. So I would have been about sixteen. I had, to, so I had to fly back and actually give evidence at the Supreme Court to try and have him charged. And the Supreme yeah. Court let him off too. He's still it. working there to this day. That's it. Yeah. It's funny, bro. Like just as soon as someone gets some type of authority, they it's like they're allowed to get off. Just things that no one else is allowed to get off. Like when you're saying that, like imagine someone like. So, just say someone mm. spat on you. 
three three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Yeah. And you're walking one day, you go up to him, next thing, snap kick him in the head and start choking him. And they go like, yeah. what happened? And they go, oh, the other day he spat at me. It's so like, I'm oh, just, sweet, sweet. Like, I'm it's going, just so stupid. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm on charges at the moment. I got done with a joint yeah. the other day and I'm getting charged and going to court. It's my first ever time with 0.83 of grams of a joint. Yeah, yeah. And I got to go to court for it. Mm. Like, I've been bashed, stripped naked, fucking tortured from people when you won't even charge them and put them in court. Yeah, yeah. Bruh, it says here, I read here that one of the findings of the Royal Commission was they actually found in the Royal Commission that juvenile justice centres that they even see now have never been designed as places like to rehabilitate more in terms of what, what, what is that finding I guess it's a punishment center it's not to rehabilitate if, that's if, what they found in the Royal Commission yeah, that, like they, if, that's is their words yeah, yeah. Their own words. if it was to rehabilitate the motherfucker must have sitting there 24 years old still suffering with the same problems if it was to rehabilitate the three year sentence that I did the two year sentence that I did all those six month sentence I should have been rehabilitated the first time not still sitting here as a mentally unwell yeah, and yeah, fucking yeah. I just find know? that very don't get me wrong I'm not yeah. surprised to learn that you know, I spent my whole life in jail and yeah, juvie and that. You know what I mean? So I, I'm, I'm not the last one that's going to be shocked yeah. um, at learning that they're not rehabilitation centers. But I just find it really significant that the Royal Commission even agreed yeah. with that and made recommendations. And you said, like, no, nothing happened. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so there's still these places that are recognized as places of punishment. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't matter. Just let them go. Yeah, well, actually, the Northern Territory is probably getting worse. They're not after the, After all that... It's happened. One of the young fellas shot dead by the police, Kum J. Walker. Yep. He was an ex-detainee of juvenile detention. And just not recently, just recently, another, they said a 32-year-old yep. Aboriginal man was shot in Palmerston yep. up in Northern Territory. He, wasn't, he was 19 years old. He's an ex-detainee of juvenile detention as well. Fair income. Yeah, so it's not rehabilitating. Yeah. If anything, it's setting all these kids up for a worse part of putting yeah. them in that place. I know it made me a whole lot worse. Yeah. I was damaged before I went in there from the trauma, but coming out of that place, yeah, I'll never be yeah. the fucking same. And bro, I presume like it's all black fellas. Yeah, it's, well, the Royal Commission actually found that most most periods it's either ninety nine percent or a hundred percent indigenous rates in juvenile detention. A hundred percent. This is Northern Territory. I've only ever seen like obviously I'm. But tell me, not, I'm not the blackest, but yeah, so I've only ever seen one or two to like three white, 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 white kids, kids come out, come in or out throughout my time. But you don't they come in for three or four days and they get out yeah, yeah, and they're gone again most of the time it's all the young indigenous kids in there yeah yeah fucking hell lad and I guess that's just from the rate like yeah up up there itself with the rates and that yeah, up yeah. there but yeah it's pretty hectic the way yeah it is. but uh, it's, it's, it's it is a, a statistic that gets talked about a lot and especially considering we only make up 2% of the population yeah, but yeah. yet you go to places like Northern Territory it's 100% juvenile yeah. rates and I'm pretty sure about 85 to 89% Adult yeah, yeah. incarceration, adult at there, yeah. black fellas, and then it's, we only make up two percent of the population. Yeah, it's a, it's a crazy start, and it's a, definitely a tough thing to understand. They, um, but I noticed, like, just even from talking to you, and that, like, you really, uh, you really define the point that you, you know, like, you make no excuses, bro. Yeah. I heard you multiple times, like, say, like. You, you own everything you do, right? Is that a yeah. big part? Is that your a big part of dealing with what happened? Like, yeah, I guess for me. Because you don't want to be that person sitting here like a victim, yeah. like verbal and, yeah. and saying, I've done nothing, and they yeah. just be about you. 
I like you could have come in here like that. You yeah. could have come in here and said completely different stuff. You could have come in here, look, I was just I got locked up for this and they bashed us and I done nothing and yeah. this because people look. This is what I want people to understand too. I want you to understand. Like he could have easily come here, right? He could have easily come here. And he could have like told you none of that stuff. You only know that he was a reckless kid that done all this stuff because he's telling you. you they, they only know because you're telling yeah. it. You could have come in here, played the whole part. You could have dressed like a school kid and played the whole part. Like, no, nah, no, nah, they, they just used to bash us for nothing, this and that. And you wouldn't know any different because I know that a lot of people viewing, you know what the, yeah. the public's like, they'll be like, oh, you deserve to get bashed. Yeah. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? This is like, yeah. you know, that's how they are. But I want you to remember that it's, it's the only reason you know or you have that opinion that he deserves to get bashed is because of his ownership of what he'd done. So don't lose sight of that he was a kid when he done it. You understand what I'm saying? But yeah. like, sorry, but I'll cut you off. Like, that's a big part to you. Like, are yeah. you dealing with it? Yeah, definitely. I guess for me, it's taking ownership of the, the things I did and yeah. saying, yeah, I did this, yeah, I did that. I shouldn't have done that to the guys. Mm. But also taking control and knowing that, yeah, I did that. But it doesn't give a right for a fucking 120 kilo yeah. fully grown male to fucking bash the fuck out of me as a 12 year old kid because I said that. And always that's the main thing that I'll be telling my kids to grow up. If they fuck up, take ownership for it. Mm. Especially if it's something that they need to take ownership for and to yeah. be able to move progress. So there's some things that if you sit there and you try and tell yourself, nah, I'm not in the wrong year or nah, yeah. I didn't do that, you, you can't move past certain things. Yeah, you're things. not helping anyone. Yeah, yeah. Like, so sometimes taking ownership for things that you do like I'm saying fuck I'm not telling everyone that if you no, get charged no. and you go to court don't just automatically say I'm guilty oh yeah but no, no, fucking, it's not that even if it's within but yourself yeah you take within ownership. yourself yeah. if you know that you're in the wrong in the situation like yeah, that, yeah. don't try and play the victim card don't yeah, come out yeah. like I'm not going to sit here and say that if I, to be honest if I think about it I understand sometimes baby, why those guys got angry and did what yeah. they did but I'm not excusing what they did but I'm yeah, also yeah. not going to excuse the behaviour that I used to act yeah, up but yeah. No, I do know now as an adult that it was based on my trauma, my mental health, my behavioural problems that I didn't know now. But looking yeah. back at it, was because of that, the way I was acting. So yeah, I don't excuse yeah. behaviour, but I also don't excuse their behaviour. Good, good. So what was your, I'm talking no numbers here. Did you get like a payout for this stuff? The numbers don't matter, but... And 60 grand I walked away with. Oh, if you're sweet to say it, you can say it, bro. Yeah. What did they get? They can't, oh, so took got, their yeah. money. What are they going to do? They yeah. can't freeze nothing. It's all gone. It's yeah, all yeah. gone. No, no, no. So I'll just talk for your own privacy. No, yeah, yeah. no privacy oh, yeah. about it. It's all That's gone. Now, I walked grand. away. Yeah, it's about four years ago. They settled. My lawyers took, I don't know, whatever the fuck they took. And I got $60,000 off the Northern Territory government for everything I've been through. Actually, and, considering that they got a full royal commission over it, yeah. sixty thousand dollars is, is really shit, bro. Because like, no, 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 I'm not gonna say who, who, but somebody I know had a car, yeah. they got hit by a car, like a stupid driver, yeah. and broke their arm, and they got like two hundred and ten thousand dollars for well, fucking getting. Not long after I got the sixty thousand dollars, I had Marsh Blackburn firm ask if it was the right to use the evidence of me in a class action for two kids that. I'm not even yeah. going to go into yeah, one of them yeah, don't yeah. fucking deserve shit did. nothing happened yeah, to me yeah, to sit yeah. back and laugh when all us other boys were getting yeah, yeah, yeah. the other one I've seen him in Donald at once never does yeah. about it and they used my, all my evidence in a class action that just got them 33 million dollars to sh split in between them split in between I think it's a thousand kids if that I think only a hundred or something applied for it no way yeah so 100, 100 kids splits 33 million. Well, however, they yeah, sorted yeah, out Morrison Blackburn. Yeah, yeah. Knowing Morrison Blackburn being a big legal term, they would have yeah, taken yeah, yeah. probably 40, 
don't know, 40%, yeah, yeah, 50% and said, here, all your yeah. kids going to have this. So, yeah, but, yeah, going on from all that, how are you in Sydney? You're in Sydney, you live in Sydney. Yeah, I lived a bit of a... Where have you been? What's been going on? So how old are you now, lad? 24 years old. 24. So yeah. all of this happened six years six years ago. Yeah, look. Um, so you, the last six years no, been it's a been big living six a years? transit life. Started experimenting. Experiment. Obviously, when I was 16, that's when I got my biggest, my biggest longest sentences with older boys. Then that's when meth started getting in there. And a few of my, one of my brother's friends, when I was, when I was at his house, said, here, try this. And I didn't even know what the fuck yeah, I was yeah. doing. I was trying to suck on the pipe before uh, the cunt was even getting lit. And they put that pipe in my ice. mouth. And yep. literally the next day, I ended up bashing some wife I because he called a few of my mates black and, yeah, that, and yeah. I just didn't know. I was already a kid with anger problems. So the first Back time I, the first time I ever had a taste of meth, I just skitzed out and yeah. did something. I didn't knock the fellow out and I took his wallet out of his pocket just 10 bucks in there that's all it was and it wasn't the point but I'm when and then robbery. the next day after that the coppers knew that it was me driving the car they see me yeah. and they seen the car and he was talking to an Aboriginal woman on the side road trying to arrest her and he seen the car and he jumped out pulled the gun out of his car and pointed it at the car and was trying to demand me to stop but I wasn't going fast towards him but I'm not going to last it and yeah. the cop with a gun and I shit myself I put my head kind of down swerved yeah. onto the other side of the road and tried taking off so then he ended up trying to charge me, saying I was trying to run him over. It got ended up getting done yeah, with yeah. endangering life, and two robberies, yeah. two two robberies and aggravated assaults. Ended yeah. up getting three years, eight months, and that's what led to my sentence. The same judge, because he noticed that parole wasn't letting me out. The same judge actually went back. My lawyers went back to him and said, "Look, they're not giving him parole, and that can you have a look at his sentence? I've already done three years of my sentence." And he said, "That's when I had Bush mob the Aboriginal program. I was going to go and do it." He said, look, I'll put him What's on. What's that program about? So it's um, Aboriginal Rehabilitation Centre that mm. I actually fully support. This place is one of the places that I know actually helps young fellas. Is this, this is in Alice Springs. In so Alice, they, yeah, yeah. They've got a drug and alcohol treatment centre for kids 12 to 25, I'm pretty sure. Oh, hectic. Where they go out and do horse. They got their own horses. They do horse riding. They fucking take That's them out camping. Mad. Keep, they've got, you know, game rooms. Yeah. They've got doctors. They've got um, all, that mad, all that mad shit there. But yeah. except the difference is they're not fellas that are all there to try and do be physical and be that yeah. they're actually there to do their job actually give a fuck about young kids and want to also is this them, place know? is an alternative sentencing no it's, yeah well a lot of kids they do go there they actually take in people from interstate as well oh, okay. so if yeah. people go if they just young kids yeah, mainly yeah. they try and get young kids especially young indigenous kids that yeah. are engaging started started engaging with yeah um the justice system i guess and trying to yeah, steer yeah. them off the other path before it gets too yeah, late for sure, for sure, yeah. and i guess that was one program i did go to when i was a bit younger but a bit younger i was a bit yeah. more you didn't really want the help didn't really give ready. a fuck yeah nothing so else if you don't want it yeah, yeah i guess i'm still learning that yeah. today i guess on how to try and get help and trying yeah. to do that sort of shit and get my mental health right. i'm not gonna yeah. i'm mentally fucked i'm mentally yeah. unstable it was just the other day that i was pulling scissors on the police trying to get myself shot from them that's how fucked i am really yeah i've just got this mentality now that if i see a police officer before i go back to jail or get taken from them fuck it he's gonna kill me first because yeah, yeah. either way i'm gonna end up probably taking if i went back to jail today i'd probably take my life the first night i go back in there just my life's different now from when i came out of there it's a fear of going back to jail now not because of People that's in there, like I couldn't give a fuck about the people in there. Obviously, there's more dangerous cats on the streets than there is in jail, but it's the fact of I'd rather take my life than die at the hands of them. Yeah. So I'd rather kill myself than have them kill me so that I can become another statistic. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that. I don't want to be what everyone envisioned, which I'm lucky to make it out now, but I still f 
I still fuck up. So but there's still a lot of pain, bro, from it, like what. There's a lot of pain. Until this yeah. day, I still, yeah. I still call it when I get the way your emotion change when you're saying all yeah. that. It's still a lot of pain, yeah. bro. When I get emotional, when I get really emotional and I start skitting out, I got this tender happens. I, I don't give a fuck. I tell him all the time. I ring jail. I tell him you're a bunch of weak motherfuckers. I ring. So one of the boxers is a professional boxer, and I thought, fuck it. No, if I went and tried to tell him meet up on the street and something happened, there's going to be two things. Him and his little mates trained UFC fighters, probably kick made him. So be it. But I thought, how about I'll be smart and I'll be a man about it. I, if I have to fucking eat and make myself fat so I can make weight and jump in a charity fight night with him, I've never trained in my life. I wouldn't even train. Just jump in the fucking ring and fight me on a charity fight night. I'll shake your hand after it no matter what you did to me and you can't admit it. But if I win, <laughs> bah, you got to get up and admit so what you did on say sorry to me in the mm. middle of that ring and then I'll shake your hand anyway and be it. That's my healing process. No one got charged. Money. So, I heard you got some good stuff going on, bro. You love music. Yeah, yeah. Tell tell me about that, bro. So um you, you make music. Yeah, I just started making you some stuff. So I'm, I mean, I'm not the best rapper, but I know I got a lot of people that watch oh, my so you rap? Yeah. yeah so I know a lot of people watch my story and because of my story. Yeah. So if I can and I've just realized that being the poster boy for juvenile detention centers, I had all these organizations, activist groups that wanted to push me to the front of protests, wanted to push me to the front and do interviews and do this yeah, and do yeah. everything their way. But when it come to me getting arrested at protests and shit like that, they weren't there for me to help me when I got out. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking, uh, what's a way that I can get people to listen? And I just started making music. Yeah, I started, started writing poetry while I was in jail and some of them got published alongside people the likes oh, of like did? Archie Roach and yeah. shit like that in a book through Queensland University. What they did, they published some songs and poetry from people like Archie Roach, I think Briggs was in there, yeah, myself, yeah, myself. That's smart. and then it led to on, like, my literacy and numeracy is not the best, I never mm -hmm. went past year six in school, but everything I've self-taught myself, reading my own statements or reading my own shit, all the Royal Commission statements, reading all that shit, mm -hmm. I guess all the paperwork that the police had put against me and just read all that, I kind of put it all together myself, the words and shit like that, mm -hmm. so I can write, but I just don't have the literacy to write big words or fucking well that yeah, sort of shit yeah, so i'll yeah. sit there and i'll write my verses and shit like that but then i got the likes brothers like optimus from downside and fluent mc who i started working with they sit there and they help me break down into more better patterns or use yeah. some bigger words oh, to take out words and break from? shit down Where so they're, they're from perth yeah yeah so rappers from perth yeah fluent yeah. and optimus yeah, is yeah. from um, being downside they were pretty big with the celebolic screw and stuff yeah, like right. that back in the day well, how'd you get to make them how'd you link um, so them? when i was in perth i started in queensland when i first put my defamation case in yeah. against the media so i put in i just had to screenshot what people in the community they were po they were commenting on posts that the media would put up of me in their comment section and started rumors like apparently I was in jail for raping a 12 year old girl. Yeah. Um, apparently I raped an old woman. Apparently yeah. some old man named Andrew McKellen who's actually a worker there who actually I talked to after this and I got no problems with him and he had no problems with me. Apparently he didn't bring me lollies because he was a Salvation Army worker and I bashed him with a fire extinguisher and yeah, sent him yeah. down one hospital. So, so people were saying this shit. But when I first got out of jail, Everyone made me feel like I wasn't allowed to defend myself and comment back or say shit to yeah, this yeah. and that. So I was sitting there because I had to be this perfect little poster boy. I needed to shut my yeah. mouth and be well maintained, be well behaved. And I thought that's what I had to do. So I just screenshot it, screenshot it, screenshot it. If I thought now, if I look back and I realized and I knew all those people that were telling me to shut up and do this and do that, knew that they were just trying to use me so they can 
try and make me look like this perfect reform boy when really I wasn't no perfect little boy that's changed or anything. I'd changed myself. I knew I wanted help, but I wasn't getting that help and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't perfect. I wasn't clean slated. If I knew all that shit was all bullshit and all those people were all bullshit, then I would have been straight back on those comments. You shut your mouth. I would have said meet up or something. I would have told him to fuck himself. But I, I believe because everyone else is saying, no, you can't say anything back. You've got to be good. You've got to it's do this. It's probably better that you did it. It's probably better that you I, just kick back. Yeah, especially especially when you know that half of them are all fucking fake accounts. Yeah, of course. You can't argue with yeah. internet people. You'd have just done your head so in. So I just ended up screenshotting it and took it to my lawyers and they yeah. ended up suing the they put it in as a lawsuit yeah. for defamation and yeah. held, we held um, the media companies responsible for what people in the public were saying in their Facebook posts. Mm-hmm. And that's where, right at the start, Seven West Media, they said, here's, here's 10 grand, shout out. Oh, I, really? I, I'll, I'll <laughs> take that off you, so, right? yeah. so I bought a ute and I drove from Queensland all the way around up to WA and just, I was stopping in the Aboriginal communities and shit like that there just... I wanted to see what it was like in different parts of Australia and how other people live and shit like that. I was getting well, them all, just getting them all to sign my card and give a fuck. It was that's 3, a mad 000. idea, bro. How did you come up with that idea? You just fought it one uh, morning. No, nah, just you bought a I was U a young and boy. Blitzed it. Yeah, straight across Australia. Going, yeah, place by place. How long did that drive take? A couple of weeks. Stopping. Yeah, you know I was mean? just stopping and going yeah, in different places. Going, yeah. Victoria and of course my story place that I was going to. People oh, were, so they knew ya. And like yeah, those, I'd yeah, put up, yeah. oh, I'm coming to this town and people would be like, yeah, we know who he is. Yeah, you come down oh, to my community. I've got, got a cousin there that's got a house. You can stay there. So I didn't have to get hotels. Oh, yeah, mad, mad. Every place I went to, they were setting so it up for me before I was even getting right, there. Yeah. They would get like, the family's <laughs> houses or shit like that. And one of my cousins ended up coming along with me. Noel Trot, he's up in Perth now. Mm-hmm. Me and him ended up finishing the leg gig, came from Adelaide all the way up to Perth. And he was another brother, you know, he grew up pretty harsh life on mm-hmm. the streets, shit like that. But even seeing him with young fellas, he's a bit younger than me. Mm. When we were going to those Aboriginal communities, like we rocked up in Yalala and they had a kids disco and we just drove in. We just got there at like 8.30 at night. It was dark and they were at their disco and I said, oh, a bunch of young black fellas in the Aboriginal community right in the middle of nowhere that we'd never been from. As soon as they took us, they all jumped down. It was like, yeah, I had my little motorbike that I bought, a little pit bike. Yeah, yeah. And they would all just come out looking at the car scene. They were all happy. They just seen two faces coming to their community. Yeah, they yeah. might have seen on TV for bad shit, but they knew yeah, who yeah. I was. And I just sat down at a yarn with them about my story and shit like that. And then we just enjoyed it. Where's that, that community? So that was yelling at a community. Where's what state? Like where? Where? Um, Western South, Australia. South Australia, but deep going towards WA. Oh, right up so in the water. In, yeah, so in the in the Gibson, 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, the, 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 I think it's, I yeah. know the white white names for it. Yeah, I Gibson think it's um, <laughs> it's Simpson in the Desert. AP I think they're pitting down more. Oh yeah, so, yeah, going towards WA and then ended up going, yeah, straight up yeah, yeah. up to WA and then. And so was, you ended up in Perth. Yeah, it was as I was finishing that. It was that you said. Yeah, it was as I was finishing that trip. That my lawyer said, yeah, now the Northern Territory government want to settle, and I ended up getting that sixty thousand. So yeah. I'm being a young, that's never got money before, never had nothing, always been that kid that would came out clothes and shit like that. What can I say? I blew yeah. sixty grand in about three weeks, yeah. four weeks. You know, I bought oh, a nice three, four weeks. Yeah, I bought a nice <laughs> fucking, I bought a nice Everywhere fucking car. I don't blame. I, two I, motor, I know I bought, your exact mind state, I bought and I can two understand two motorbikes it. so that. When I got when I want to go motorbike yeah. riding, I got that extra motorbike that a brother can come with me. You know, dirt bikes. Yeah, yeah. KX four fifty and a CRF two fifty race bike. Oh, yeah, hectic. And I bought two so that when I got brothers, I don't want to yeah. go motorbike riding by myself. I want the boys to come if they can't afford one, then they got the bike here that yeah, they yeah, can yeah. use. They can come out. Yeah, went out, not coming watching movies, seeing that chuck man. I'm gonna lie, I was grabbing money and just chucking it out. But yeah, I was also yeah. one of them that every homeless fellow I'd walk past here, by here, by here, by yeah, here, by yeah. here, you know, I just can't say no. I did the same yeah, thing yeah. when I sued the media just recently. 
gave, 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 gave until mm. I'm gone. And then when I'm gone, I, I don't really give a fuck. I don't, yeah, I don't regret okay. yeah, my, yeah. at the end of the day, money, yeah. to be honest, money is something that changes people. And I see that a lot, especially within the indigenous community. Once indigenous leaders and shit like that start making money, they start changing. Brother, it's all communities. Yeah. I, I get, I get what you're saying. It happens in the indigenous mm. community. It happens in every community on earth. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's nothing specific but when I look to at any it, race, brother. Like, but when I do look at it, it's yeah. not every single person. Like, now when I look at it... No, even, that's not all people. Like, even when I look yeah. at it, it, with that money that I got from the media or that I got from... Yeah. When I look at it now, at the end of the day, I didn't know no one's shit. So what I do with that money, I should, really, I didn't have to explain. No, I didn't have to. Yeah, but a lot yeah. of people saying, oh, he got this, he got that. But really, when I look at it, I went through that. Yeah. I, I was the guy that sued them, and I was the guy that sued the media. Oh, you do what so, you know, well, that's your money, right? Yeah. I really, I, should, Sorry, well, I, I didn't have hands, to. Yeah. yeah, I didn't really have to give a fuck. So it kind of makes it pretty shocking when you see people in the community how they're always quick to try and attack someone and yeah, bring them down. Yeah. Like, you know, you see brothers like Kid Larry over oh, there. Oh, like you, they're saying like that you should have gave it back. Yeah, like yeah, you I see, get brothers, you. like yeah, even nah, like you see brothers like Kid Larry over there killing it, making what you That's fucking awesome. That's good on him. There's another brother. They don't know yeah, yeah. just because he's over there and killing it. He don't know no shit. Oh, he don't right. need to come back. I'm here. glad you said that because you know what? Like, um, there's a couple younger fellas in in the hoods I live in, mm. or Lou Redfern, this and that, that like to run him down, and they think that he owes he, he yeah. somehow owes them something. Yeah. Like, but like, you know what I mean? But when they look at it now, he don't know no yeah. shit. Like when and he I was even got a when few he was doing that, that when he was doing the hard times. Was yeah. they doing shit for him? Yeah. Was they putting a roof over his yeah, head? Was yeah, they putting food on yeah, his table? Yeah. No, no. At the end of the day, what he's doing, if someone can make yeah, it, people get upset. If he can make it, fucking, that's one yeah. succeeding. We all succeed. At the end of the day, he's still putting young black kids on the map. He's yeah, putting, yeah, yeah. he's up higher than yeah, any, drills, any, right? especially any indigenous, yeah, yeah, especially than them, any indigenous artist has ever gone. He's over there making music Tell with me the lights. Yarn, bro. You're getting off track, bro. You're yarn with the two fellas that you met in Perth, bro. Your oh, music. Yeah, yeah. Up there on the downside. So yeah. I was up there after I finished that and another, another big um, protester up there, Merv and Eads. Eads runs a uh, program for fellas coming out of jail and helps them get into, um, it's called Nalamea. It helps them do their certificates and get them into yeah. mines and do their shit like that. And I was just at a yarn with him. I think it was at... Um, January 26th, I think it was on Invasion Day. It was yeah, at the yeah. Invasion Day rally concert after it, where he said, oh, yeah, look, I want you to see something. And one of the brothers was up on stage rapping. His name was Benny Bajar, another mad brother of ours. Yeah. I actually met him for the first time. He was singing this song. And he's like, listen, listen. Mervyn was saying, listen. And then one of his songs, he goes, next to my Don Dale brothers with that hood on my face. And I was thinking, what? Shocked. And he looked down. And this was the first time seeing me while he's actually on stage performing it. And that was the first time he actually seen me and he wrote those lyrics about me. Oh, yeah, And really? he's like, fuck yeah. And then after that, I met him and then he, which he, he's in a group called Downside. He introduced me to Optimus and shit like that. And I, he gave me free tickets a couple of weeks later to a big gig that they were doing with people like Briggs and Trials and shit. Yep. And they gave me VIP backstage. said, come, come down. No, and I was like, fuck yeah, I've never really been. Mm. So I went down, met him, just at Yarn, had a few drinks with him, shit like that. And then I got locked up a couple of years later in Casarina. And I seen hip hop program. Where's that at? Casarina. It's um up in Perth. It's oh, yeah, the maximum yeah, yeah. security in Perth. And they had a hip hop program there? Yeah, they had yeah. a hip hop program and I thought and I seen Scott Griffiths. And I was thinking, I swear that's Optimus. I thought fuck it. Yeah, yeah. I put yeah, I thought fuck it, I put my name down. And then when I went in, he's like he came up, he remembered me straight away, he's like, Hey come by, you know, he said, I gotta yeah. keep casual because got to work here, you know, can't make whatnot. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's like, But when you get out, if you wanna get out get out of shit and you just wanna make some music for fun. 
come around and see me. So I just thought, fuck it. If there's someone that's genuine like that, yeah. I've always been the type of not to grasp an opportunity or take yeah, it. Yeah. He's a genuine. He loves helping young fellas. He loves doing what he does. He goes into all the jails, juvenile detention centers, and does workshops and shit. That's what he does. Yeah, he makes so makes, he does right there. makes music. <laughs> well, he actually said, if he's any of you boys want to want to beat, he's happy to send some beats. That's so funny, bro. Like exact same thing you said. Solo does yeah. right there, bro. Like, I was in um, jail, bro. And I remember like ten years ago, bro. Ten years ago, and he done the exact same thing. Uh, rap workshop. I put mm. my name down. I remember him, bro, because he, he works with my manager. Yeah. Um, like they're part of the same crew. You know what I mean? And he yeah. goes, bro, like this. Uh, I go, bro, I know that lad. He, he does fucking workshops in jail like that. Some they see, bro. See how what you... That's like a story in front of your face about the effectiveness yeah. of what you do. Yeah. You're true, bro. Like, yeah. So, so it, anyway, bro, it was like, that, it was that program there. there. And then when I got out, yeah, he ended up inviting me over his house. I was just going over his house and making some music. And for me, it wasn't... that even, you know, I don't... I don't still don't have plans to stay to be this big famous rap artist yeah, or yeah. this and that. I don't care where it takes me. It's me getting it out in an emotional... Mm-hmm. I'm going to get to an emotional mess sometimes where I still... Yeah, I just yeah. break down. I'll cry in my room. I start... I feel like I'm still that scared little boy sometimes. So I just wanted to try and get that shit out. All the people that watch my story for the boy in the hood, this and that. Listen, if they want to listen to the way I speak or listen to what I do, instead of going to these protests and getting chucked out and being this puppet for other people, I just wanted to express it through music. So I was sitting there. And you, wanted to, you wanted them to see the real you. Yeah, yeah. and I guess I wasn't... This one song it is came up with this beat was in there. We made this one song called Trauma where we actually I used these um Andrew Bolt did this thing and said that I should blame my culture, blame this um blame everything for what happened to me on my culture, my people, my family. So I did this whole little verse there where I said people like Bolt talking shit but I just brushed it off and shit yeah. like that and I was just I guess talking back but in a positive way where I can't get in trouble. We made that song and then got that out which is a little bit half basic you know just yeah, yeah. pretty shit to be honest if I've made, like, made my, rap, my rapping skill was pretty shit made that in jail or out no nah, out of jail out, yeah, I yeah. made that at his house in, in yep. a couple of hours but it was, wasn't the best like mm. wasn't I'm not the best rapper but it, yeah, it was yeah. good and then we, I went back around there a couple days like a couple of weeks later to make another track he just had a beat and because I didn't have a verse written down I just put the beat on we was just sitting there just yarning like brothers while he was playing around with the beat and shit like that and he's put the beat on it, and I just said, I'll just try to freestyle it, no? Yeah, yeah. So he just chop and change, I'll just freestyle it to where I could, and then it stopped, and yep. then keep going, stop. Yeah, yeah. And it ended up coming up with a good verse, and then a couple That's weeks fine. later, there was two um, brothers up in Perth that are pretty well-known rappers up there, and Yazza, he's a videographer now, and he does fucking everything for all the boys up there with the mad, in the rap scene up in Perth with videos, yep. and makes all their videos, and producers, raps. What's his name? His name's Yazza. I think I've seen him, bro. Yeah, he's... I think, is he, like, tall, like, sort of big yeah, black tall, fella? Yeah, tall, big fella, yeah. And he made a... a bro, dude, tell me, did he make a song yeah, against did, Mr. AK or yeah, something? That's that, him? Did, yeah, he did that. Yeah, this, bro, yeah. that's why I was thinking when you said that name, bro, I remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah he yeah, did So one, he yeah. does, um... He helps, helps everyone yeah. out there doing raps and that. Yeah, so I knew of, knew of him, of them, and yep. another brother, Fluent, who I've become real close now, is one of my closest brothers. Yep. I knew of them, obviously, being a young fella and looking up to other black fellas and seeing what they were doing with the, with the rap scene and shit like that yep, up yep. there. Especially Fluent, because Fluent's someone that he don't rap about. He's a group yep. of different, he raps all about culture and how we can try and use our culture to unite and try and be better as people and rapping about the history and shit like yep, that, yep. where he has a bit different but he still makes bangers he raps about shit like that too yeah. but he also raps with like bangers you know and um he yes. made a song bro tell me the other um the other black fella that raps he made a song with another little song mace. bro 
raps like little quick, ma- yeah, like, little mace. He raps that's in an American buzz. style, like yeah. Bone Thugs yeah, sort of style. Mace, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I've seen he's, that song. He's, an, he's another freak. Yeah, yeah. He's um, I think PNG and Ti is from is up Queens, yeah, originally yeah. from Queensland. I'm pretty sure, but yeah, he came over to Perth for a bit and he was yeah, yeah. making music with Yaz and nothing. I saw all these lads are from Perth. Yeah, I actually yeah. met. Well, I was talking to Little Mace actually before I went up there because I yeah. liked his music too and reached out to me. He recognized my story and shit yeah, like yeah. that. And it was, man, he was young, man, him talk every now and then. He's pretty good. He's a good too. I respect what he does yeah. as well because he puts back in for community, you know, who jumps up and takes his festivals out to places where other big artists wouldn't take them to. And, yeah. gives, and all the young black kids, whether you're a black kid from Fiji or whatever, yeah, yeah. if you're a person, guy, every guy loves that kind of like, he's just got. Like you said, yeah. like bone thugs, yeah. and every gun loves bone thugs. Yeah. And so every just fucks with his style, fucks yeah, with his yeah. vibes, and he puts positive shit into gangsters sort of vibes like bone thugs, but puts it all in positive shit. Yeah, yeah. So like every love they come out and gangster video clips, mad video yeah, clips, shit smart. like that. But when yeah, it comes to yeah, but when yeah. it comes to um Yaza and Fluent, that's when Scotty Scotty said like Opto from Downsides. He's like, I've got um, Fluent and Jazza coming over this week so they can finish. They'll finish off one of their songs called Catch Me. Yeah. And he said, they're coming in to record something. You want to come and hang out? You know, just it'd be good to, for you to meet them and just hang out with them. I thought, fuck it, yeah, you go. I've got nothing enough to do. Yeah, so I yeah. went into the studio while they were recording that. And then me and him had already finished recording the verse. Not strong, my, my verse wasn't strong. And I thought, fuck it. When they finished recording, I was like, yeah, bruh, can we play that one so I can show them? Yeah, yeah. And I just thought, fuck it. I've always had something to hold me back from yeah. trying to pitch it out. I thought, fuck it. If I can do something to hustle myself, try and get someone else on there or try and get someone big like that to jump on the track yeah, or yeah. even hustle one of my brothers. I, like, hustle yeah. for my brothers. Even if I know, like, my brother Fluent is mad, I'll hustle his music. There are people over here that I know, like, Brother Earth Boy, and yeah. connect him up with the brothers that I know and try and get that love back for him because as an artist, yeah, I threw him, I threw him a verse and yeah, I was always a bit like, oh, and he didn't really, want, he didn't really fuck with it. And that's fair enough. It wasn't really his style and he didn't really want to jump on it. But Fluent turned around and said, "Bruh, I love your story. I love the story. I love what it's about. I'll chuck a verse on it. And he actually messaged me the next day and said, because I got a verse done already. Mm-hmm. And then from there, me and him recorded that song and had a bond like no other. He was the only only brother. Is that song out? Yeah, it's called Always Was. We Always did that for Nadoc week two years ago. Do you put, do you put, where do you put music? You put music on Yeah, it's on his Spotify account Spotify, and yeah, YouTube. Yeah. I haven't made it. Yeah, I haven't yeah, even yeah. made a oh, Spotify yeah, account yeah, yeah, yet. Because yeah. I actually ended up getting locked up. I didn't get to finish my strong backing vocals or anything. I ended up getting locked up in Perth again. Yeah. Long after, not long after, and he was the only brother that came visit me, put money in for me, and actually answered my phone calls. Yep. And I could say that that's when you go to jail. You then that's when you know who the real brothers are yeah, and who yeah. who is real and who's not. It was the only brother that would answer my phone calls. The only brother that would come out and visit me. All that shit, so I knew that he was a real brother. And when I got out, made him come close. I ended up having um, a son, and I made him the godfather because I seen the way he is with his kids, and I seen the way he is, and I respected that. And I said, yeah, you know, we come real close. Yeah, but he ended up coming down to Sydney just not long ago, a couple weeks how'd back. How'd you end up here, so, Like, how'd Sydney? you end up in Sydney now? Yeah, I was getting brought back and forth, back and forth. People protesting and this and that. I ended oh, up yeah. coming. Used to sit, come getting used to sitting there. So just there by visiting the eye, you end up like staying yeah. one day, you got used yeah, to Yeah, my it partner's then. from Cabbage Tree Island. Oh, yeah. Small mission that they just got impacted by the floods you just recently. Me. So, mad shout out to Cabbage Tree Island, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And all the more back there. Hectic. But, um, yeah, so we ended up coming back over here. I said, uh, got back on the drugs really bad up in Perth to the yeah. point where I was letting older boys shoot me up and everything. Yeah, like, I always looked yeah. down, I'm not gonna lie, I always looked down on injecting, I always 
thought that I was sickening and I, to the point where I ended up finding myself doing it myself and I was like, fuck. Most of the time when I was even trying to shoot myself up, I probably wasn't even putting it in the vein and yeah, that probably yeah. I was just putting it in. Yeah. But it wasn't me using drugs. I guess I wasn't doing it for fun. I wasn't doing it for habit. Yeah. I just tried suicide so many times that doing that sort of shit, getting on drugs, I was hoping that I was going to die eventually doing something or doing something stupid that that would lead into dying. I guess I just hated the world. I hated everything. I hate I still get that like that sometimes where I just hate everything, hate everyone, hate everything. Still with your missus now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You still write music? Yeah, still write music yeah. now, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just got um, another song that me and my brother Fluent is yep. writing again and we just finished off our verses and shit like yeah, that. Yeah. And uh, with, luckily with the connections of brothers like Earthboy and that. Yeah, yeah. And um, Elfresh the Lion, yep. you know, people like that who have reached out to me and still stay as like real mad supports I mean they've yeah. been helping me out with connections to uh, like brothers that go over there went to the down and watched horror show for the first time yeah. went down and even experienced that um, Fresh helped me hooked me up with one of his brothers when me and him wanted to because um, shit I can't use recording studio equipment myself I can't yeah. do that yeah, yeah. I had nowhere to record and when I'm not when I don't have my brother like fluent yeah. that's around I get a bit lazy and don't tend to want to record and it's hard yeah, to record yeah. our both first from Place that Elfresh yeah, hooked, up. Up. hooked us up with a mad brother Dan Revensby, then he recorded that, um, my verse and that helped me record it so we could get that song finally done. Yep. And it's just the avenues of having brothers that actually care and want to help without trying to benefit off you. Yeah, it's yeah. mad having those brothers because you know that they're real ones and they're actually yeah, right. looking out for you and looking for the best, looking yeah. out for what's best. So we ended up yeah, making so music. Is that a thing that you, you want to, you, you're going to start pursuing? I know you said that you're not trying to be the best rapper, this yeah. and that. But is that enough of a passion that that's... Yeah, it's definitely a passion. You're going to be guess. putting your own music out? Yeah, i got another song. Also, that's a, you're going to be, be putting it on your own YouTube, though? Yeah, like, I've got to start getting my... What's your rap name, bro? Nah, just, just time to plug just, yourself, lad. Just my name, Dylan Voller. Yeah, I, I just bro. thought about it. You know, everyone... Yeah. You know, type my, my name in the Google. It's like the first 50 pages. It yeah. comes up with me. It might be bad shit. Yeah. But at least it's, but it's also attention. But also that attention is also going to follow me over if I become an artist. But if I become an artist... I guess my artist's goal is to be real, is to tell my storytelling, you know, yeah. storytelling. I won't jump up on tracks and rap about shit that I haven't done because I just look like a dumb. Like, yo, I never yo. grew up in the Sydney streets. Like, it's different. When you grow up in Sydney streets and compared to Alice Springs streets, yeah. it's fucking different. You know, like, here in Sydney, that you got like bikies, gangs, shit like that. You don't have that back home yeah. in Alice Springs. Well, even if you do, the black fellas out way, that's it's it's different. Yeah, you just growing up. You just growing up with other black fellas that yeah, would just slug, punch. Yeah, I get what you mean. Ten-year-old kids running around the yeah. street with knives, walking up the tourists, saying, "What motherfucker?" And you know, shit like that. Yeah, it's yeah. completely different from there. I'm yeah, just used to having to styles of crime, fight yeah. against their own brothers yeah. and shit like Everyone that just on the cheeky, street just, just punch yeah, on, it's just m more of that there yeah, man. Yeah. up here obviously people a bit more serious and they can go most, back, yeah, yeah definitely a lot more serious with the, especially with yeah. the gangs yeah. and yeah, too, too, the streets very different I noticed that like being in jail for a lot of the brothers from the even country towns around here even, mm. you know what I mean lads like, from Will Kenya and, and, and you know what I mean Burke and and Walgett, very similar maybe a little yeah. bit different but very similar to Alice Springs wouldn't be yeah. much different you know what I mean yeah. But yeah, very different uh, things. But that's it, bro. Like, I, I hope you pursue that, bro. That yeah. sounds like something like you you, you like you like doing. It grew yeah. on you, rapping, and you got a lot of support. All those fellas like yeah. helping you get get that music done, bro. Make the most of it. Yes, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much my goal yeah, for I guess goal. next few months. Obviously, I overcome the court battles that I'm going through at the moment. Yeah, try and yeah. release 
some songs in case I did songs. get put back in custody and whatever happens, but bro. try and get a few songs out yeah. there. Even if it's stories. just something to keep, keep you occupied, bro, and yeah. keep you from fucking stressing out and pulling fucking scissors on hundred gays and that. Yeah, like. well, that's, that's, <laughs> that's it. That's it. what that's I tend it. to do. <laughs> I either if I don't let that in a good way like yeah. that, I'm there. Yeah. And Thank you, brother. I appreciate yeah. you for coming here and telling your story, bro. Yeah. Thanks a lot, brother. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Good job, brother.